Let's go straight out to the HRP guest line, being joined by ESPN baseball great Tim Kirchin. Tim is on baseball tonight, Sunday night countdown at 5 Central, ahead of the Astros versus Angels on Sunday night baseball at 6 Central this Sunday. Sunday night baseball back after the All Star break. Uh, Tim, thanks so much for taking a few minutes and joining Blinkers and Branham on ESPN in Houston. Tim, I'll be honest with you. We're going to see Shohei Otani tonight going up against the Astros. I have some Shohei Otani fatigue. Everybody's talking about, whoa, whoa, let's let's trade for Shohei Otani. Let's bring him to Houston. Let's bring him to New York. Let's bring him to the Dodgers. Uh, what is the latest? How do you think it ultimately shakes out with the Shohei Otani sweepstakes ahead of August 1st? <laughs> well, the story changes on a daily basis. I am guessing, like all of us, I think he's going to stay put at the trade deadline. I think the only chance the Angels have to keep him is to obviously not trade him, try to the playoffs, or, and at least give him some hope and them some hope that he's in October and he's going to be in October with the Angels for several more years to come. To me, that's the only that's their best shot of keeping him because if they trade him, I just not sure they're going to get equal value for a once in a lifetime player. And I'm not sure they're going to get exactly what they want. Whoever gives it up is going to have to give up three, four, five players. And I, I don't see too many teams willing to do that unless they're guaranteed they're going to be able to sign him long term. So this is a very thorny issue that the Angels have. This guy is unbelievably good, and I think they have to do everything they can to keep him long-term, and I think the only way to do that is to win as many games as possible and give him hope that this is a place he can win. Well, Tim, kind of spinning off of that, because we've seen him in the division, and and honestly, we were talking about it. We'd like him to stay put because we think he has less chance to do damage to the overall goals of the Houston Astros. But with that in mind, as you look at the first half of this Astros season, as opposed to this last, as we like to call it, the golden era of Astros baseball, it's been very different, and they've been struggling, and they've had a ton of injuries. When you look at them right now going into the second half, do you, what do you see from this team and the urgency to make moves as, as opposed to just get healthy? Well, I would be happy if I were an Astros fan to be where the team is, only two games out of first place, given almost everything has gone wrong the first half of the season, led by the injuries. Now, obviously, Altuve and Alvarez have played, I think it's eight games together, this year, they're essentially their two best players, and to still be very much in the playoff hunt with this many injuries is a very encouraging sign. However, they're going to have to play better, and they're going to have to go get some help at the trade deadline if these injured players aren't coming back the way they need them to and aren't as productive. I mean, they've scored, you know, they've scored 114 fewer runs than the Rangers have. At the All-Star break, that's an enormous gap. And I don't see the Rangers slowing down significantly offensively or pitching-wise. So the, the Astros have some work to do, but I am very confident they'll do whatever it takes to make the team better, and I'm very confident they'll make the playoffs one way or another. 
The Rangers were without Corey Seager for a period of time, too, and still racked up all those runs ahead of the Astros. Tim Kirchin joining us on the HRMP guest line. You can catch him on Sunday Night Baseball, Astros-Angels on ESPN. You mentioned it. Astros could be a buyer at the trade deadline August 1st. If you put your shoes or if you put your feet in the shoes of Dana Brown, what positions are you looking forward to to try to trade for if you're the Astros GM? <laughs> well, <laughs> they could use another bat because they just haven't swung the bat like they have in the past. But they're still, I think, when everyone's healthy, a well above average offensive team. Because of the injuries, especially to their starting rotation, they could always use another starting pitcher. But the problem is everyone out there is looking for a hitter. Everyone out there is looking for another front-line starting pitcher. I mean, is you know Marcus Stroman going to be available? Lucas Giolito going to be available? Who is going to be available? And with so many teams still in these pennant races, um, I just think it's going to be hard for, say, the St. Louis Cardinals to just say, all right, we'll, we'll start trading players now because uh, we're out of this, when they're really not, because every division is, or the two centrals, for instance, uh, have all sorts of teams in play. So this is a very complicated uh, time of year, and I think it's even more complicated with the extra wild card and with so many mediocre teams thinking we're not going to sell. we got a chance to make the playoffs, so we're going to buy. Tim, I'm interested because, you know, we've talked to you before. We talked to a lot of national guys, and we see a lot of you guys on ESPN and MLB and everything else talking about this run with the Astros. And we know that nationwide, and we just saw it at the All-Star game, everybody kind of has a target on the Astros' back because of 17. But when you look at this run of Astros baseball, and, and, and look, they wore it and they deserved to in 17. But now that you've seen what they've been capable uh, of doing and you've seen it over an extended period of time and the numbers they put up, and then to win a second World Series, ha- have, we, have we gone from a standpoint, at least overall perception nationally, of they wore it and now they've earned the fact that people should give this team praise for being as good as they've been? Well, that's certainly how I look at it. Um, what they've done in the last seven to ten years is pretty darn impressive. Um, and I'm, wed- I'm ready to move on from the 17 team. But I will tell you, fellas, I was at the All-Star game in Seattle, and I could not believe how loud the booing was every time the name Houston Astros came up and almost every time any Astro went to the plate or did anything. It was, um, I mean, I did not know the Mariner fans were that that upset still after all these years. And they're certainly not the only ones. But, again, I, I think you have a new manager. You've got a bunch of new players and only a few holdovers. Uh, it's time to, to change the subject and move on. At least that's the way I see it. They were, uh, they were cheering that Kyle Tucker walk, though, in the ninth inning, Timmy. I think <laughs> that they really liked that Kyle Tucker guy. I, I think, too, well, that the Astros swept them out of the playoffs last year probably still sticks in their claw a little bit, too. What has been the most impressive thing for this Astros run to you? For me, it's the player development. And you look at so many of these young players, Jeremy Payne, not on a top 100 list. Christian Javier, not on a top 100 list. Yiner Diaz, not on a top 100 list. How do the Astros continue to turn out so many good players despite being overlooked by, it seems like, everybody in baseball? Yeah, it's really impressive what they've done, drafting and developing, which is how you you win long-term in the big leagues because you can't just spend for everything. you got to do it yourself sometimes. And the pitching 
that they have brought through in the last few years is really impressive. From Valdez to Javier and now Hunter Brown, uh, they still need some help, you know, with depth and pitching in their minor league system. But the number of quality everyday players that they brought to the big leagues in the last seven years or so is um, is really something other teams should look at and say, you know, what are the Astros doing right here? Because they've done it awfully, awfully well, and that's one reason. They've had this sustained success is they don't just make good trades. They draft and develop maybe not as well as the Rays or a few other teams, but they've done a really good job. Well, Tim, we know you guys always do preseason predictions, and then there's the midseason review, but I'm just interested. We heard Derek Jeter say the other day that he thought that the Astros were the best-equipped team to win the American League. When you look at it now going forward to the second half of the season, the Braves have had an unbelievable run. We've seen these teams that have overachieved it and done things like the Rangers. How do you see the rest of the second half going, and who do you see in the World Series? Well, I think the Braves are going to the World Series from the National League, if I have to make a prediction four months in advance, because they are loaded and they have more homers at the All-Star break than any team in the history of baseball. The American League is much more clouded to me. There are a bunch of really good teams. The Orioles are loaded with talent. The Rays got off to that amazing start. Toronto's due for a big run here. I'm not sure the Yankees are out of this once they get judged back, which we'll see about that. Um, and in the AL West, I mean, the Rangers are not a fluke. They're going to be, a, I believe, a playoff team, but... The, the Astros have everything it takes to win the American League pennant again. But, of course, what has to happen is they have to get everybody healthy and playing at their top level once October begins. But I just don't see an American League team right now that's just so good it's just going to run away with things like maybe the Braves are going to do. Maybe the Braves are that much better than the next best team in the National League. I don't see it that way in the American League, and that's why you have to give the Astros a chance to do something big because I don't think there's a dominant, dominant team in the American League. Tim, do they have to make a trade to do that, or are they good even Uh, if they stand pat? Well, I just have to see in two weeks where their health is, where Alvarez is, where Altuve is, how are they scoring runs. I don't think they have to make a trade but I bet they do make a trade because it's just not good enough to win the division anymore or, or, or even get to the World Series. When you've done what the Astros have done, even more is expected, and I think they'll go do something. Tim Kirchin joining us on the HRP guest line. You can catch him on the call. Sunday Night Baseball, Astros, Angels coming up on Sunday. That series begins tonight with Shohei Otani on the mound going up against J.P. France. Uh, Tim, I'm curious. We were talking about the trade deadline a little bit earlier. And last year, and you mentioned, like, all, all the teams that are going to be buyers, there's not very many sellers. Last year we saw a trade between a couple of buyers just swapping positions of need, right? Uh, Jordan Montgomery going to St. Louis, Harrison Bader going to New York. Do you think that with more playoff teams now more than ever in Major League Baseball, the trade deadline August 1st, there's more uh, buyers than ever before. Do you think that that's a trend that we're going to start to see going forward where two contenders making trades from their surplus? Yeah, I do, in part because this is different than basketball. This is really different than football also. If you make the playoffs in baseball, you have a chance to win the World Series, and almost no team makes the playoffs, and you look at it and go, they have no chance to make it or win the World Series. One could say the Brewers. The Brewers have 
really good starting pitching when Brandon Woodruff is healthy. So what do the Brewers do? The Brewers have to add, in my opinion, in order to try to win that division, because if they do win the division, they are a dangerous team with those three starting pitchers at the top of their rotation. So there are a lot of other teams that look at it that way. If we get in, we can do some damage, and that's why I think we're going to see more buyers than sellers. And that's why I think those teams that are right on the edge are going to say, "Hey, we got to go for this because we got an extra playoff team, and if we have, if we get in, we might do something when we get in." So I, I think this is at least here to stay for the immediate future. That with more playoff spots open, the more buyers we're going to see. Tim, we appreciate the time. We'll be watching you on Sunday Night Baseball. We we appreciate you coming on. Always enjoy your work and hope to catch up again before the season's over. Okay, fellas, thank you. You got it. Tim Kirchin, one of the best, uh, joining us I on the – I love that guy. He's so upbeat all the Tim time. Kirchin. Such a good guy. Find somebody that looks at you the way Tim Kirchin looks at baseball. Good point. Nope. <laughs> because he loves him some baseball. Tim Kirchin, ESPN. <laughs> Do we agree with what he said about Otani? Will he be staying in Anaheim? How about the Astros, the bat, the starter? Is that the most important thing? Also, we got some interesting comments on our Killer Bees trade candidate wish list. Mm. Some of the best. It's the uh, We'll do it next. It's Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.